What up, Card Fam? Monday mailbag time, and I'm hyped because we obviously have a very full group now, especially for our $30 podcast investors. And that means we have a bunch of questions. The past ones have only been about three questions. Now, today, I have lined up about seven or eight, which is amazing. So, if you're not in the Discord, if you're not in the Patreon, whatever, just shoot me a message. I'll get you all sorted out. I'm also about to launch a bunch of content for beginners, for investors, for everyone. So, really big stuff in the works. This group is only, you know, three weeks old and it's got a lot of momentum. It's going to become a great marketplace to buy and sell and we're going to make a lot of money, most importantly. First question, though, from Juan. Juan asked, I bought 14 Michael Porter Jr. rookie prism cards last week for around $44 each. Should I sell them now and make double or hold them and hope he turns into a superstar? So I wanted to start with this question because... I get a lot of questions of, is this a good buy? Is this a good sell? When should I do this? When should I do that? When I drop a tip, I give you a target price most of the time. So our target price on the MPJs was 50. You bought them a little later at 44. They're now all the way 70 to 80. So for me, just to answer this question, it's whatever you're comfortable with. If you bought 14 for 44 and you want to sell seven of them, that way you break even and you're essentially sit, you're playing with house money. You have seven Michael Porter Juniors that you essentially have for free. That's an option. If you want to send in your best ones, get them graded because the MPJs PSA 10 or 500 right now, that's an option. I can't really answer these questions because I don't know your financial situation. I don't know what your goal is, if it's quick flips, if it's long flips. I can answer this though, and I hope this gives some clarity for you, Juan, and for everyone listening. Michael Porter Jr. is a different buy-sell case versus a bunch of the guys I suggested in the Patreon because he actually has, he was supposed to be the number one pick. He was the number one talent coming out of high school. He has superstar potential. Now, a back injury that can be brutal and not something I want to mess around with, but he is unique in that we could actually be seeing a superstar. TJ Warren, he's balling out. Derek White, he's balling out. These guys are playing extra well in the bubble, especially TJ Warren. They're not superstars. Maybe my boy D. White is really good, could be an all-star one day, but these guys aren't superstars. Michael Porter Jr., though, I mean, he has the potential to be a superstar. So take all of that with a grain of salt. Do what is best for you. Me personally, depending on what those cards look like, I'd look at sending them in for grading. I mean, a PSA 10 at 500, that's not too bad. All right, next question is from Jonah Wolf. Jonah asked, top five NFL players to be buying right now. So quick little tip and hint if you don't know much about the NFL market because most has been focused on basketball recently. NFL is run by quarterbacks, the card market is. And while I am a believer that that may change because there's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, therefore, how are so many people going to get into the hobby and industry like we see it growing if it's just 32 players available for sale? I do think running backs and wide receivers open up the market in the short term future. Is that this year? Tough to say, but I think 24 months, maybe it's a different conversation. I know the whole injury thing is why they're not normally. But we are headed into different times with cards. So I'm going to suggest five quarterbacks here. 
one and two, Mahomes and Lamar. I think you have Patrick Mahomes. This is he is floor. He already has a Super Bowl. He's a superstar. And Lamar, I think we are going to do damage. We being the Ravens next season. A sneaky one in that is Deshaun Watson. He's super underrated in the card market for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know how good the Texans are going to be. They traded D Hop. Bill O'Brien's a schmuck, but. For in comparison to where the media and fans hype up Watson, he doesn't really make a lot of sense when he falls like way below Lamar and Mahomes. Um, but the sneaky ones, the fun ones for me are I have two guys, two main guys I'm buying for NFL season. Number one, that's Kyler Murray. I think he makes the Lamar Jackson jump in terms of uh, statistics, fantasy hype, which is really what we're looking for here. So Kyler's my number one guy. And then the sneaky one that I've been saying, this is for, you know, the lower budgets, but also could be a higher budget if you want to buy a silver of him, Gardner Minshew. So with the NFL draft now potentially being a whole head case because maybe there won't be college football, maybe they won't get the full scouting reports, the Jags are doing a weird thing. They might be tanking for Trevor Lawrence, but Gardner Minshew is a solid player. He has some pieces down in Jacksonville, Chark's pretty good for Nick can take the load off him. He has the fun. Once again, we like to lock in on those players. He's got the mustache. He does the funny shit. Like, that's an ideal player to be on. Another interesting, interesting guy. Before I go to him, let me finish up on Minshew. Minshew, really underpriced. I think $8 for a starting young quarterback just seems really low. Like, okay, maybe they do tank and they get Trevor Lawrence, but maybe Minshew then gets moved in the offseason for a fourth-round pick, and then you have another starting quarterback. So uh, Haskins, Dwayne Haskins got a horrible rep last year. I mean, I was one of them who believed he was terrible. His first few games were abysmal, but then he actually steadily improved over the second half of the year, or second half of his starts. Ron Rivera's in there. McLaurin is an absolute stud. They could do things. He's a super risky play, but could pay major dividends. Drew Locke, I was big on Drew Locke uh, in the offseason. Now, the more I look at it, he seems fun. He had a really good record. Another riskier play, but I I do own a lot of Drew Locke, so I would throw that out there. Uh, next question, Torre Avita Bile. I'm sorry if I butcher your name, Torre. Best basketball investments right now of players not in the bubble. So I really like this question. He said, besides Kevin Durant. Okay, Kevin Durant, like I mentioned in Patreon, really good uh, option to pick up. People have forgotten about him. He's one of the best scorers, if not the best ever. So don't forget about Kevin Durant. The basketball guys I'm teeing up on, uh, RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett was top five in points, assists, rebounds, and steals as a rookie and... I just think his prism is massively underpriced in comparison to a John Morant or a Zion, especially being the third pick. Uh, RJ was asked to do a ton in year one. He was asked to be the leading scorer, essentially. The, he was playing 35 a game, trying to be you know, the primary or secondary scorer as a rookie. That's not easy stuff. And he still kind of churned out decent numbers. So I'm, I'm big on RJ. I am not big on this player, but if you are then I think this is a good buy. Trey Young's pricing for starting in an All-Star game, being in a, in the All-Star game, his pricing's pretty low. He's now at 500 bucks, PSA 10. Luka, who's, you know, he's a stud, could be face of the league. He's at two grand now after today. 
Is Luka four times what Trey should be? Probably not. Is is John Morant past Trey Young? Probably not. Those two cards are around the same. So if you like Trey as a player, that's a really interesting player to look at. Uh, outside of the bubble, you know, there's only seven teams. You got Zach Levine. Eh. Like all those Bulls guys are really, really weird. The guy outside the bubble, this feels like a cop-out, but it's who I'm going to go with, Steph Curry. Stephen Curry has insane fans, insane fans. And I personally think when he's playing and he's healthy, he is legitimately a top five player in the league. I've even said shit as dumb as number one. Like the, the effect he has on a basketball game is nuts. Now, next season, I'm already joking about it online. I think they could win the title. Steph's back. Clay's back healthy. Draymond, I know people hate Draymond, but Draymond, for what they do, he's amazing. Wiggins, right? So those are their fourth. Then they have Looney, who's okay. Then they have Pascal, a rookie they picked up, and that was just a theft. It was absolute thievery. And then they also are going to get a top five pick because they protected it in the D'Lo trade and they finished with the worst record in the league, which locks them into top five. If they get James Wiseman, I mean, that team would just be silly. So, Steph Curry is a big offseason buy for me. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna get some more of him. Uh, next question is from GB Fan One Two Two Three. Do you see soccer cards actually increasing during this season, similar to basketball? Soccer is is the market I love to be in right now. So Benny Shafritz, he's in the Discord. I believe his uh, Discord username is like Ben Shafritz, something like that. Just put it in the soccer group channel. Uh, he's the one who gave me the Messi Ronaldo tips when they're at 30, 40, 50, and we sold them for 200 plus. So he's the guy to get your stuff from. We're going to have some more stuff coming from him soon. I think he put out a Mo Salah tip, uh, recently, but get in that chat. Soccer is a huge market because of a couple things. One, the game's growing in America, but two, it's the international game. It's the biggest sport in the entire world. And there's, you know, there's international money that will absolutely spend. And it just felt like those cards were behind. Like, you were getting Messi, Ronaldo, base, prisms, right? So, World Cup, their first World Cup prism card for $50. Now it's $200. And I'm not going to sit here and say, okay, go buy those cards at $200 a pop. But, like, I mean... LeBron James base rookie raw cards are thousands and these are the two goats of the game so it's not out like Giannis base ungraded $1,500 card it's not out of the question that these cards will continue to rise and the whole soccer market's going to go with them right now we're kind of in this domino effect so it was like Messi Ronaldo then we went Neymar now we're going you know like uh Salah and De Bruyne and they're just every card's going to continue to gain value so yeah get in that soccer discord hit up Benny super helpful next question is from Rurg today that's a weird name that's his discord name uh tips on submitting a PSA and other grading companies so I talked to a bunch of people around the industry. Fun fact, I've actually never sent in for grading until tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, August 10th. Um, But I talked to a bunch of people. I wanted to know, do I want to do this by myself? Do I want to do a group sub? A group sub is when you send your cards to someone. He charges you a little extra, but he takes care of everything. He does a group order. You don't really have to worry about a ton. So 
For me, as a first-timer, this is the way to go. And the guy I'm using is KK underscore sports card. So there's a few options when it comes to grading. You have priority, you have 20-day, you have 45-day. Right now, PSA is so backed up, 45 days taking you know five, six months, 20 days taking probably a month or two. Express will take a few weeks. So take that into account. I did express, so I'm going to keep you guys updated. It's KK underscore sports cards, I believe, is the grading group sub guy. Don't send your stuff there necessarily yet because I want to give you guys feedback on what I saw. I've heard really good things about him. He seems like a really nice guy, but I would not want to recommend this. I get my cards back. If it's an absolute dud, he loses some. He, you know, he messes all that up. These guys are professionals. I have all the faith in the world, but... With that being said, I don't want to give that recommendation without knowing um, what to do. So tips on actually submitting straight to PSA, get like a washcloth type washcloth type thing, uh, not washcloth, uh, what's it called, for the glasses, like a fiberglass cloth, uh, get the smudges, the smears off, make sure your corners are good, make sure your edges are good, and just like make sure those cards look pretty. There's a few other things that I would love to expand on, but for the podcast, it's more of a visual thing that I would have to show you guys. So um, stay tuned on the group sub. Let me know in Discord if you are interested in a group sub because it just is way easier. And in terms of pricing, it's about $70 per card for priority. I think it's $20 for the 45 and maybe it's $40 for the 20 day. So just some stuff to keep in mind. All right, next question was C. Sala. I guess he asked it twice, maybe. Uh, best basketball players not in the bubble besides KD. So, yeah, uh, reference back there. All right, last two questions from Adam Bear. His question is, how will the extremely short offseason affect card values in the NBA? Do you expect to see a significant drop-off in value, or will prices stay relatively steady? Pretty interesting question. Um, I think, I think we're going to be fine. The one thing I believe is we'll see two things. Number one, I do believe that the 2020 class NBA draft class is going to be very overpriced in large part because like, it's just the new rookie class and everyone's so excited, but there's so many more people in the industry this time. And the reason why I think it'll be overpriced is because these guys aren't really supposed to be that good of a draft class. Like this is one of the worst draft classes we've had in the past decade. So I'm going to be very careful when it comes to that. The other thing I kind of do expect, I expect a little drop off from the tier B and C 2019 prism card. So I'm talking not really like Kobe White or Ja Zion. I think RJ will stick around. But I'm talking like the Jackson Hayes types. Like those guys who are, they're maybe starters, but they're really bench players who that people are excited because they're rookies. You kind of see this every year. Like the 2018s, you could buy some stuff for a little cheaper after their offseason, and especially now after two offseasons. So I'm not trying to hold a ton of the 2019 lower tier prism guys, unless, you know, you're a big believer in Bowl Bowl or players like that. So. I think the offseason, it'll be fine. It'll sustain. I do believe it'll be a nice buying opportunity just because the the less eyes on an industry or on a market, 
the better opportunity. All right, final question from KJ Pop. His question is, what do you think will happen to the NFL cards market if there's no season? So I'm telling everyone to buy right now. We have 31 days. It's exactly a month away from opening night. I do believe the season starts. Now, does it finish? That's a whole different story. College football up in, up in arms. But all these NFL guys are testing. They're, they're all fine right now. And the one thing I really, really point to is look at the MLB. You had a disaster with the Marlins. Then it moved to the Cardinals. And yet their season continues on and almost feels like there's not really an issue. So that gives me a lot of hope because the NFL is more important. It is like makes more money for everyone attached to it. So the risk of losing it, you know, it, it just might be too much. But uh, let's say it does happen then I think you'll see some prices drop. I think you'll see same thing that I was just mentioning from the NBA. The top tier guys are going to be safe. The lower tier guys are the ones that are on people's minds. And then when they're off people's minds, because they're not playing every day, that's when you start to see guys drop. But like Lamar Jackson over this offseason, his PSA prism has gone from 1600 to 3200 Obviously, Mahomes off a of Super Bowl, his prices all were rising. Kyler's stuff was rising during the offseason. So it's always a fickle game. You got to be careful with the lower tier people. The lower tier people, they're big on flips. Like that's how I like to play with those guys when I'm giving these tips. I say, hey, go buy a Jalen Brown for $10. We sell him for $26 three weeks later, two weeks later. But do I want to hold Jalen Brown? He's right on that cusp of like could be an all-star eventually. But do I want to hold Jalen Brown through a, an offseason, a normal offseason? Maybe not. Same thing when it comes to the NFL. Drew Locke to me, Gardner Minshew, a bunch of the guys I mentioned earlier. Those are the guys who are one-year flips. Lamar Jackson, he's a hold for me. That's more of a PC thing. But also, I'm a huge believer in him. Mahomes, obviously a long-term hold. But when it comes to like a Minshew, a Locke, a lot of these guys, you can really just buy them week, you know, before the season. Week four, we can turn a nice 50% profit. Week eight, they're playing really well. Okay, now we're up 100%. And then end of the season, they're in the conversation. MVP, uh, cough, cough, Kyler, maybe. Then we're talking 200x, 200%. And we're really making some money. So unbelievable monday mailbag great inquisitive questions big things coming soon also make sure you sign up i'm gonna have the links out very very soon uh for like it's a webinar type thing so if you want to get investor knowledge if you want to get more questions if you want to you know any of this stuff i'm going to be doing webinars for uh the discord and i'm really excited about it so Card fam, appreciate your support. Great that the group is popping off, and uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.